Good morning, Christ Chapel. Man, it is an exciting Sunday, and many of you have jumped through hoops. As you've realized, we did not have any internet here at the Fort Worth campus. And so uh, apologies to you, apologies to all of uh, the parents that had trouble checking in their kiddos. I know you had to do it old school and write out those tags, uh, but you did it, you made it. A special shout out to our IT team, uh, our technical arts team, and all those folks that helped make today happen. And thanks to my wife for starting that clap uh, for, for them. Uh, yeah, they, cer- they certainly deserve it. Uh, they were up here all uh, yesterday and last night try- trying to figure out a way to get the message to the other campuses because we are one church in multiple locations. So we figured that out. And uh, so right now we are not streaming to anyone. So that's why you didn't hear me say hello. So it's just us in the room. Like it's just, it's just, it's just you and me. And I feel so close. I, I love it that I just get to talk to, to you guys in the room. It's fun to be able to stream and but uh, it's also fun to just do it this way. Uh, this is a special Sunday uh, because, uh, and it's one I've been looking forward to because we, we are going to kind of recast uh, the vision that we set out uh, back last January. And the reason why we're going to do that is because I learned uh, this leadership axiom a long time ago. It's two words. It's very simple to remember. And it's this, vision leaks. Vision leaks. Uh, Some of you may have heard that before. And what what it basically means is uh, no matter how many times an organization, a corporation, a church, uh, any any kind of leader, anytime they cast a vision, no matter how much we think we've cast it, um, it, and and you accept it, uh, different things come into your lives and it leaks out of your brains and hearts. It, it, it happens to all of us, and I've got to admit that I understand you have real lives Monday through Saturday. And, and, and so the vision always needs to be revisited because you need to understand why we're doing what we're doing. Acclimate yourself back to the vision, the, the goal, the, the here's the, the, the what we're doing and here's why we are doing it. So what we're going to do today is kind of revisit that back in January because you don't remember it uh, from January and that's okay. So we're going to revisit the vision from January and I hope it's going to be an encouragement because we're going to go back through uh, some of that vision and I'm just just going to restate exactly what we talked about in January, but I'm also going to encourage you. There have been some awesome, awesome things going on in and through you that I hope to encourage you by and then give you some more challenges so that we can continue to step into the vision of being uh, who God called us to be. So if you remember, uh, we last Jan- this past January, uh, I told you that a friend had given me a gift that changed my life and it was my Apple Watch. And it wasn't necessarily that it changed me because of the wonderful technology built into this watch, but it changed my life because of these three little rings that are on here. And the, these are these exercise rings. One of them uh, is, is calories burned. Another one is minutes exercise. Another one is hours stand. And it counts those different things for you. So it, it measures those things. But what these are, are here to do are to encourage healthy habits. 
So, so you go, oh man, I haven't exercised much today. I need to get out and go for a walk. That's what, it's, that's what these are there for. And we adopted that idea of trying to close those rings and build healthy habits and applied it to our discipleship endeavors, hoping to help build some healthy habits to be Christ's disciples, to represent him and to walk with him the way that he's called us to walk with him uh, throughout scripture. So if you remember, we took that concept and we applied it to the discipleship endeavors of be, make, and reach. Being his disciples, making disciples, and reaching those who do not know or walk with Jesus. And as these might have been relatively new co uh, concepts in a sense as far as language, uh, they're really old concepts as far as biblical concepts and the mission of our church. Remember the mission of our church is Colossians chapter 1 verse 28. It says, him, this is Christ, him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom. Why? So that we may present everyone mature in Christ. And then Paul goes on in verse 29 and says, for this I toil, struggling with all his, that is Christ's energy, that he powerfully works within me. That, that Christ's energy is working through the Apostle Paul so that he can proclaim Christ, so that he can warn and teach everyone with all wisdom, so that he can present everyone mature in Christ. And although he is the Apostle Paul and God set him apart for a particular ministry, guess what? You have the same Holy Spirit that Paul had. You have the same spirit crying out in you that wants to be a disciple and walk with Jesus, that is called to make disciples, that is called to reach those in our own backyard who do not know or walk with Jesus. So that's what we were talking about uh, back in January, and I told you to be the church that God has called us to be. Every one of us has a part to play in being making and reaching. So we're gonna go back over those as we recast the vision, we're gonna review. We're gonna review what our definitions are to be, make, and reach, what does that mean? I will review those habits, the habits haven't changed, review those same habits, but then the recast is gonna be fun because you're gonna hear some encouraging stories along the way and get some, some more challenges to go deeper in being, making, and reaching. So you're gonna need those sermon notes, so please take out the sermon notes. Uh, they're going to be important, not just because the fill in the blank or for you to take notes, but I want to go ahead and, and make this clear. There is a QR code next to each help. And these helps, remember, are just to help you build in those discipleship habits. Those QR codes will link you to a text message. It's going to create a text message for you on your phone whenever you scan it. It will even fill in the keyword. All you have to do is hit send. Okay, so scan the QR code and hit send, and that will begin a conversation depending on what the help is. It's just beginning conversations through text, okay? So when we get to that, you'll understand a little bit more about what I'm talking about. So let's jump into B. B, the way we defined B, we, def we made these definitions with questions rather than statements, which I think is, is good. But the B question about being disciple is, am I growing in Christ? It's a fair question. Remember, th this is self-assessment because discipleship is in a sense self-directed. You have to listen to the Holy Spirit yourself. 
He, he's going to tell you what it looks like to be, make, and reach, how to step into those particular areas. And so you've got to answer this question, am I growing in Christ? And the way that we measured that or said here is our benchmark is what Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 22. In Matthew chapter 22 verse 37, Jesus said, love the Lord with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Pretty high bar which means that there's always room to grow. There, there's always, until you meet Jesus face to face, there's always room to grow in loving him more with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So there's always steps that we can take to be his disciple. This love that is mentioned here is the agape love of God. It, it is the unconditional, self-sacrificing love that that only God can pour out, but guess what? When he gives you his Holy Spirit, he gives you that love too for others, for him. And so this is the mark that we use for being his disciples. And the habit that we talked about is read your Bible regularly. And the reason why this was a habit to loving God is because you cannot love someone you do not know. You can say that you love you know, the quarterback of your favorite team because they won the game. But, unless your team lost, like mine. Um, but, you know, you don't know them. You can't truly love someone you do not know. And so that's why we encourage you to read your Bible regularly so that you can know the God that loves you and you can begin to love him back. And uh, what, something that's been really encouraging, we put this in the pastor's desk as far as the, the scriptures that we're gonna be studying, and many of you have been reading those scriptures, and it's been encouraging to hear those stories come back. But you've even taken it deeper in your commitment to Christ. One of the super encouraging things that I heard is this past spring semester in our college ministry, guys, God is moving in and through our college students at TCU, and I'm so thrilled about it. Um, last spring, in the college ministry, 44 students were baptized in the spring. Um, unbelievable. Yeah, you can clap for that. You waited to begin that one. I know. Um, see, I'm talking to you guys in the room. Here we go. 44 students took their relationship deeper to make a public confession of faith. And, and many of them, here's something super cool and encouraging, many of them wanted to be baptized. The college ministry has three services every Sunday. I don't know if you knew that. Two in the morning and then they have one at 8.30 at night. And many of them wanted to be baptized at the 8.30 at night so they could invite their, their friends so that they could come and see the commitment and hear their story about how Jesus changed their life. It's amazing, amazing what God is doing as people are stepping up to be his disciples, to say, I follow Jesus. He made a public commitment to me and I will make a public commitment to him. And we want you to continue to go deeper in your faith. And one of the things, uh, one of the things that we're looking forward to for you being able to take your faith deeper is a, a 
kind of a, a partnership that we have with Dallas Theological Seminary. You guys have heard me say DTS before. That means Dallas Theological Seminary. It's a postgraduate seminary uh, school and education. And uh, breaking news, uh, they have just started a Fort Worth regional location literally across the street in, this, in the shadow of our steeple. Um, and so they are going to, they are kicking off the fall semester. They have classes that are ongoing there now. But here's the good news. You don't have to drive to Dallas. <laughs> Not more excitement than that. Yeah, come on. I figured you guys would be like, woohoo! You don't have to drive to Dallas. Now, some of you are thinking, well, I wouldn't anyway because I don't really want to go to DTS. Well, hold on. Okay. <laughs> hold on. Yeah. This is for, this is certainly for those of you that feel called, I mean, this is vocational training, feel called into the ministry, but here's the wonderful thing about it. We also have residents, I don't know if you know that, a residency here where they take part-time classes there and part-time classes here and they work on our staff so that they can get real life on the job ministerial training. And this is a wonderful residency program that we have partnered with DTS too. But here's the cool thing is because they're now in the shadow of our steeple, we're going to have faculty members that are literally right across the street that can come over and teach adult education classes, that can come over and teach conferences, do special sessions, etc., etc. So you would be able to participate in those uh, things as well. So really excited for you to take your faith deeper to be a disciple. But I do understand that seminary is not for everyone, but this is for everyone. And this is a new help that we are going to give you in order to be a disciple. And it's this, meet with a group for our four-week home group sprint this fall. We want you to meet with a group for our four-week home group sprint this fall. I know that needs some explaining, uh, so let me, let me do that. On October 8th, we are going to begin a new series called Revealing the Unknown God. And this comes from, we'll continue in our series in Acts, this comes from Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17, Paul is walking through Athens and he is in the marketplace and he says, hey guys, I see here that you have an altar built to an unknown God. They had a bunch of altars built to different gods, but there's one to an unknown God. He said, let me tell you who that unknown God is. And he goes on to tell them about Jesus. And he reveals the unknown God to them. And so what we're going to be doing through that series is talking about some of those strategies, some of those tactics, some of, some of those approaches to revealing the unknown God. So what we are doing here is we want to encourage you to get into a group because Dr. Bailey is filming four 12-minute videos with follow-up questions of how to reveal the unknown God in our neighborhoods, marketplaces, career places, hobby groups, all of those things today. Wonderful, incredible principles. The principles are gold, but let me tell you where the rubber meets the road. The rubber will meet the road when you take those principles with folks around you and you go, how would you do that in your workplace? How would you do that in your community? How would you do that standing on your sideline? How would you do that? In those, and you get to work through some of those things together. And so that, and you get those ideas from one another. You get the support and encouragement. So here's what I'd like for you to do. Skip
scan that QR code. You can scan that QR code. It will create a text for you. It'll fill in the keyword. All you have to do is hit send. And when you hit send, all it's going to do is it's going to begin a conversation with you because there are going to be a variety of ways that you can get into a group. You can join an existing home group. You can begin a group yourself. You can sign up to receive those 12-minute videos. It's just four weeks in a row. That's all it is. That's why I called it a sprint. It's just four weeks in a row. You can sign up to receive those videos yourself and gather with friends and neighbors or whomever you want to gather with and say, I'll, I'll do this over lunch with some folks at work. So you can sign up for those videos yourself. All of that to say, you're just beginning a conversation about those different options and which one you want to step into uh, this next week. So scan that QR code and hit send to get into a group so that you can grow in being a disciple. Okay, the next one is this, make, make, remember make. The question that we gave you to define make is, am I helping someone else grow in Christ? Am I helping someone else grow? So if B is about the individual, it's about you individually, only you can assess if you're growing in your, in your love for Christ. This is more relational. Are you, are you helping someone else grow in Christ? And I, I know that there are, we talked about this back in January. I know that you can't make anyone grow in Christ. I, I totally understand that. But you can be intentional to help spiritual growth. Remember, we talked about this from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, where Paul says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God caused the growth. But, but we were intentional about wanting to see God grow people. And so we took these steps of intentionality to plant and to water. And we can be intentional about making disciples. It's what we as disciples are called to do. Remember, this comes from Matthew chapter 28. Many call this, this passage the Great Commission. But Jesus says, go therefore and make disciples. Make disciples. But remember, all of this comes from this. This is the main verb right here is go. It's while going, make disciples, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded and baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. While going, during your, during your every day, make disciples. And we talked about that. While you're going throughout your day, while you're going throughout your week, you can make disciples. And the reason why is because so much of discipleship is not just taught, but it's caught. And people watch and observe how you are living, how you are following Christ, how you are making decisions, how you are praying at different times of your day. People can observe those things. So are you helping someone else grow? And the habit that we gave you to help you make disciples is to meet with someone regularly to help them grow. Meet with someone regularly to help them grow. And I told you, this can happen in a variety of ways. Men's ministry, women's ministry, student ministry, kids ministry, all, all those things. You're meeting regularly with the intention of helping someone grow in their relationship. I want to give you a story. It comes from our West Campus. Uh, men's ministry has been intentional about trying to, to reach younger men and get them into Band of Brothers because we have a, a lot of wonderful, sagely men that have wisdom to share. 
And they, we need that wisdom passed on uh, generationally. And so uh, Wes was a table leader at Band of Brothers at the West Campus, and Zach was a younger guy that decided he would join in. Well, Wes began to meet with him at his table uh, and saw some, some promise in Zach. There was just some chemistry there that, that was taking place. And so he took him under his wing and started to mentor uh, Zach, so much so that last, at the end of last semester, he said, Zach, you need to lead your own uh, Band of Brothers table next semester. Well, guess what? This fall, Zach is leading his own men's ministry table uh, at the West Campus, and he's already found someone younger than him that he's beginning to mentor to say, you need to next semester go and lead your table. That's what making disciples is about. It's about multiplicating, pouring your life and encouraging someone else that they can do it too. We're all broken sinners saved by grace. And whatever God is doing in and through us is by grace through faith, and he can do it through anyone. And so we just need to empower them, support them, encourage them to, to go. Keep doing what God is calling you to do. So that was the habit that we had talked about. And I love how it's not only multiplication, but it's passing on generationally. And I want to say this, because I love this about our church. Absolutely love this about our church. I love so many things. But this, I love that we are a multi-generational church. I love it. That we have sages in our fellowship, and we have toddlers in our fellowship. That we have, and young people today go, I, I need a mentor. Older folks are saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I've got anything to give. Guys, we just need to make those connections because we, both generations need one another. And we need that wisdom passed down uh, from the older generation to the younger generation. We need to continue to encourage those and step into those. Speaking of pouring into the next generation, if you need help making disciples, here is a great next step for you. We need you to volunteer to support the discipleship of the next generation. And when I say next generation, let me be very clear, I'm talking kids ministry. We need help in kids ministry on Sunday mornings. We've asked you for help, now I'm telling you we need help. Guys, last year we saw 4,712 children at our church. That is a wonderful, staggering amount of 4,712 opportunities to share the, Christ, share the love of Christ with children. Did you know that 83% of Christians came to know Christ between the ages of 4 and 14? This is a prime window where we have 4,712 opportunities for people to come to know Jesus, that it changes their life, changes their eternity, changes who they marry, changes how they lead their families, it, it, it changes how they work in the workplace. Do you see the ripple effect change? There's no better place to pour your life into than to begin in kids' ministry. We need your help. That 4,712 children was a 15% increase over the year before. We need, we need 100 volunteers across all of our campuses. And, and so let me, let me speak pointedly because, guys, we're not lowering our standard on who works with our children. 
We're not just putting anybody in there, and we don't just babysit kids. We really do share the love of Jesus with them. And that's why we have requirements of you've got to be here six months. There are other requirements that come along with it. And so those of you who have called Christ Chapel home, we need you to step up. Our kids need you to step up. Please, I'm asking you. We need you to play a role in making a difference and helping make disciples, meeting with those kids regularly to pour your life into them to help them grow spiritually. So I, I know you may not be ready to, to sign on the dotted line today. Good. That text message just begins a conversation. Okay? So scan that QR code. It'll start a text. Just hit send. That will begin a conversation. But guys, we need your help. Our next generation needs your help. I've heard people complain about the upcoming generation. Guys, don't complain about it. Change it. Change it. You can step in and do something about it. Let's step in and begin right here in our own back. These are our kids. They've always said it takes a village to raise I want. I want this village raising my boys. I want them interacting with you, but I need, I need you there. We all need you there with our kids. And let me give you a story. This came from the South Campus that just, I, I love it. I'll try not to cry through it again. Um, but a mom brought her second grade son for the first time. They were, they were, they were, they were guests, first time at church. He had such a good time in our kids' ministry that he asked his mom if they could go back the next Sunday. They go back the next Sunday. They go home. He says, Mom, where is that Bible that you got me? So she had gotten him a Bible in the past. She got it out for him. He said, she gave it back to him. She said, here it is. He goes, I finally know what to do with this. He said, they told me that this is God's true word and everything in it really happened. Now I want to read it. And she said that he's been reading it consistently ever since. Guys, that's being a disciple. Remember reading, reading your Bible regularly? He, there's a second grader that is stepping up and going, wow, everything in here really happened. This is God's true word. I want to read that. Guys, that's the difference you can... Do you, do you think that encouraged the mom? Heck yeah. I mean, what... what I cannot overemphasize the impact that it will have on a child's life, a family's life, a generational impact, but we need your help. Please scan that QR code. Hit send to begin a conversation. Okay, and then finally, reach... Am I sharing Christ with others? Am I sharing Christ with others? Um, This is all, again, this is only, this is self-directive. Only you know if you're sharing Christ with others. And we talked about this wasn't just a, um, you, we're not asking, I am not asking you to wear a sandwich board down in Sundance Square and to hand out tracts. In fact, I would ask you, please don't do that. Um, we talked about this was in the context, we want you to share Christ in the context of a relationship. 
in a context of a relationship. You know why it's in a context of relationship? One, because you have the credibility to share the difference that it makes and to show the difference Christ has made in your life. But also, when you're in the context of an ongoing relationship, you'll probably have the right approach. If we don't have a relationship, we don't always have the right approach that's kind, that's gracious, that's gentle, that, that is really calculating the word, saying, I, I, I love you. I, I, this, I just want to tell you about who Jesus is to me. So this is in the context of relationship. But remember, this ring, this reach is essential because you cannot say you follow Jesus and not care about others. Remember Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Jesus tells his first disciples, he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. If we follow Jesus, what is he doing in our life? He is making us into people that care about people who don't yet know Jesus. He's making you into that. The closer you get to Jesus, the more care and compassion you should have for those who do not yet know him. And that's what we've been talking about in REACH. This is why, this REACH initiative, this is why we've been going through the book of Acts this entire year and we'll continue this calendar year. Because we want to reach the 800,000 in our own backyards who do not know or walk with Jesus. Because we know that Jesus cares for them. We know that Jesus loves them with the same uh, unconditional, self-sacrificing, never forsaking, never forgetting love that we've experienced ourselves. We want them to know that too. And so the habit we gave you was show and tell others of your relationship with Christ. Show and tell others of your relationship with Christ. This does, again, this doesn't mean handing out tracts or wearing a sandwich board, but there are different ways that you can show and tell of your relationship with Christ. Again, you have to follow the Holy Spirit, but we started in January with, does, do the people around you even know that you're a follower of Jesus? Have you, ever, have you ever made it known that you are a disciple of his? So show and tell others of your relationship with Christ. And many, so, so many of you have done this. And I want to give you an example, super encouraging. Uh, this comes from women's ministry. And women in the word, at the end of women's ministry, they always do an evaluative survey of that semester. And then they may, they, there's a place to make anecdotal comments about different things uh, that help them or um, that encourage them. And this was a slide we showed at our annual meeting, but I just wanted to highlight uh, three of these things. Obviously, the women's study is fantastic, but look at these three that are right here in the middle. First, I dared to talk to three people about God this month. I love that. It does take courage. Guys, I get scared. I, I, and I'm not supposed to, I guess, but I do. I love it that, that you had courage to talk to people about God. Awesome. Praise God. Look, I have become much more comfortable and confident in talking with others about my relationship with Christ. Praise God. Awesome. Love it. Look at this one. God has given me the privilege to guide a friend of 30 years to belief in Jesus. <laughs> 30 years. How awesome is that? I mean, there, there are people that you've been praying for for 30 years. 
And God is not done with them. God is not done working in and through you. This is the context of relationship that we're talking about here, that, that God shows up, and we want you to show and tell of Christ and the difference that he makes in your life, and you're doing it in a wonderful way. And one of the ways I know it is not just by these three comments, but because, guys, we are up 18% in our worship services over all of our campuses which means we have capacity problems. And they're wonderful problems to have. I'll take those problems all day long. I love it. But I want you to know, we have heard you that you're having trouble finding a parking place. Today, as of today, just so you know, see, I love just talking to Fort Worth here. Guys, as of today, staff, we are now parking over behind the antique mall so that you have a place to park here. So we are parking in a different place so that you have a convenient place to park to be able to come to church. We have heard that it's hard to find a place in the pews. Gotcha. We, we understand that. So what we need to do here at the Fort Worth campus is we need to maximize in the utilization of the spaces that we already have. So you're going to see in, in the next coming months, you're going to see some dirt being pushed specifically at the other end, our west end of our campus in what we call the chapel or the converge worship service. So we have some spaces that cannot be uh, uh, they're not accessible. And so we're going to put in an elevator. We have a whole basement underneath that um, we need to open up that needs some accessibility. And so we're putting in an elevator that will go all the way down to the basement underneath the chapel and it'll go up to the second story of Converge. And so we're going to be making some of those changes. You'll see some of that. Um, another part of the what we're going to be working on to utilize our spaces is we are going to secure our children's area. We're going to move the restrooms down there so that our children are completely secure in the children's hallway. A safety and security for them. I told you we're not lowering the standard for children's ministry whatsoever. So we're going to make some adjustments so that we can secure that space. And then we're going to work on the functionality of the space, especially from down there and a little bit down here. So you're going to see some dirt being pushed. But it's because we need to utilize these spaces as we bring back middle school ministries started today here uh, in the morning. So I'm excited about that too. Yep. So that started. Well, we need the basement. Uh, we need that accessible space, which is inaccessible at this time. And so that's why we're going to be doing some of these things. So you'll see it. So please pardon our mess. Uh, you'll see some of that uh, coming up. But because we have uh, capacity issues. We have these issues at all three campuses. Um, here's what I'm going to ask you to do is to help pioneer a new worship service time at your campus. Help pioneer a new worship service time at your campus. Specifically, uh, what that means, when I say pioneer, you can just hit send. Specifically, what that means is you would be willing to take part in that service. You'd be willing to attend it. You would be willing to volunteer at it, uh, whether that's uh, first impressions team or children's ministry, whatever that may be. You would be willing to say, I'll, I'll give up a spot to help reach the 800,000 so that they have a spot in one of these prime hours in nine o'clock in the morning or 11 o'clock in the morning. So you're asking, when are the next services? Well, I'll save Fort Worth for last. Uh, West Campus is, we're going to start a 1230, 1230 service at the West Campus. 
We're going to start a 1245 service at the South Campus. And here at Fort Worth, we're bringing back the 5 o'clock service. I knew you'd be excited. I knew you'd, uh, there are some faithful five o'clockers, man. They have been waiting for it. I get it. I get it. I get it. So the next question is, when is it starting? We are starting the five o'clock service as soon as we have adequate numbers of staff and volunteers. I honestly don't have a start date. Because we need your help. We need your help to open up capacity so that we can continue to reach those in our own backyard who do not know or walk with Jesus. It, we, might, we might need one staff member, two staff members to hire. We might be able to hire one or two staff members faster than we get 30 volunteers. But we need you to step up. We need you to say, we will help serve in that hour so that people can come and hear about God's love for them. So would you help pioneer? Again, it's beginning a conversation. If you would be willing to pioneer at the 5 o'clock service, just scan that QR code, just hit send. It's just beginning a conversation. You're not signing in blood or anything like that for any of those that you're just starting the conversation, Okay. But we, we want to get engaged so that now you can get some updates uh, from us and specifically from Ben Fuquay, your campus pastor. He'll be giving you updates about how that's going and the status of when that 5 o'clock service uh, is going to look like it will launch, okay? So a lot of wonderful things going on. So many of you have been closing those rings, the B ring, the make ring, the reach ring. I just want you to keep going. Keep, keep going. Remember, these are healthy habits. It's not, just, it's not just do it once. It's keep going. Keep going. You know, I, I told you the, the watch um, and the, the rings on here. Uh, the other day, I got a notification on my watch, and it was, a, it was a good day the day before. And so it said, Cody, you closed all three rings yesterday. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Christ Chapel. You've been doing a fantastic job being, making, and reaching the past nine months. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let God move in and through us to continue to make an eternal difference in our own backyard. Amen? Yeah, let me pray for us. God, we thank you for what you have done in and through us, Lord. We don't want any of the glory. We, we, we don't accept any glory. It is all yours. We're just thankful that we can somewhat be a part of how you're moving and how you're making a difference in people's lives, in families' lives, in, in, in schools, in businesses. Lord God, it's all yours. And so are we. So open our hearts. Give us the courage to say yes, to step into those areas that you're calling us into. so that we can experience you working in and through us. We ask it in Jesus' name, amen.